straight out of Leighton. You're listening to Nitwick Radio with your hosts, Logan, Aaron, Jake, and Cody. Hello and welcome to Nitwick Radio. This is Season 4, Episode 1. Um, off to a rocky start a bit here in the See, room. See, here's the deal. We're Big always, we're always going on. We're always going on. We're saying, deadbeat dad this, deadbeat parent that. Oh, you're not around. You don't see your kid never. Oh, you don't pay your child support. But, real question... What if your kid gets older and they just start having bad vibes? Yeah, what, and you what, yeah, don't want that if? energy in your life. What if your kids just the have album bad of the vibes? Week. Why are we putting this on the parents? Sometimes kids just have bad vibes. Dude, I've seen it. The have you ever seen The Omen? Have you ever seen The Omen? No, but that it's kid, just it's a story about a kid that has bad vibes. You, exactly. Game. And That's... how could we possibly how could we possibly put that on the parent? Chaos. Yeah, how, Look, <laughs> I got to get this out. The album of the week is. Closure continuation by Porcupine Tree. The the topic of the week is is being based cringe. You heard that right, folks. Is being based cringe. <laughs> oh man, that's pretty good. And Cody came up with that crap. It's pretty good. <laughs> it was a total joke, and it worked. Lauren over there, <laughs> I just rolled with it. I was like, all right, sure, whatever. Lauren over there munching on some pork chops, literal pork fries. chops. That's not even a joke. Straight up, nor a euphemism. <laughs> yeah. That's that's straight up real. It's actually pork chops. You're gonna get some food ASMR this okay, episode. Wait. Euphemism with munching on pork chops. We probably shouldn't explore. Pro- that. Probably shouldn't explore that one. We can probably just call that good. We've already done we enough to ruin the last episode. Yeah. I mean, you know, at least it was uh, auto-tuned, so nobody listened to it. God, <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry like about, sorry about that. <laughs> Last no. week, <laughs> there's nothing to apologize about. That was that was fantastic, honestly. I went home and drank myself to sleep. It was so <laughs> harrowing. <laughs> it was it was extremely funny um, uh, for us. Yeah, <laughs> any, somehow like any of the charities we brought up, like it that was extremely painful for you. For you, absolutely getting sued for some form of defamation. I don't know. I'm glad that we managed to make happen. this into a bane posting moment. Okay, wait, Cody's Cody saying bane posting. Cody's saying we we could get sued for defamation a of joke. a charity. It's a joke. No, yeah, I, we could get sued for defamation I mean, of a charity. I, I think they're going to. I always knew this podcast us. was going to end with us getting sued. I think the face uh, foundation. We almost already did, and we made it through the we nut persevered. up foundation. <laughs> I think the face it foundation didn't like Dude. the shadow we cast on it. Dude, the, it was. I'm sorry, that was some fire content last week. All right, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. But I can't lie. Um, I will be surprised if any of our uh, nitwicks out there actually listen to the full thing. That would be pretty wild. To I wouldn't to blame you if you didn't, because I won't. I, I I don't know. Think of it, only will think because of it he has to edit as it. like listening to a T Pain album, except nobody's singing. The lyrics are jokes. Uh, so it is and a, there's honestly, no instrumental. It is a, just find it out, is a T-Pain album then. Just find out what key our autotunes were locked to and then just put some 808s in that key and literally the whole album is just... If it's anybody oh goes God. through it and we makes did. an actual album, like take We've that podcast episode... We've recreated Kodak Black's Project Baby. <laughs> take that podcast episode and then put beats and 808s over it. I will personally Venmo you $5. I can do that. You oh, heard that. You heard it. If you oh, want wait, five bucks... I can do that in like... 
I can do that in like five minutes. Unless you're a member of the podcast. You okay. cannot do an hour in, of 808 lines in five minutes. Sure you can. <laughs> I'm sorry, Just start dude. clicking. This is a challenge in. now. <laughs> no. Uh, you will not earn $5 from me, although I do appreciate that sentiment. I really need the money right now. <laughs> Support us on Patreon and OnlyFans. OnlyFans, yeah. Nitwick on OnlyFans. That's, oh that's where that's our food ASMR is. <laughs> oh, Holy Nitwick moly. OnlyFans hosted exclusively by Cody. No, it's where Lauren puts <laughs> the food that. ASMR. If Dude. you find like if you find the OnlyFans oh, when I'm hosting the Nitwick OnlyFans, it's just gonna be like, so anybody watch this movie that like five people have heard of from like 1946? <laughs> Dude, Damon's <laughs> Damon's OnlyFans episode goes wild. Whoa! Wait, what? Wait, Damon's oh, OnlyFans episode. Yeah, yeah Damon, oh. Damon at Nitwick on OnlyFans. Oh, that episode's wild. Yeah, it's wild. I was in the room and holy moly, <laughs> this is going. Were down. you in the splash zone? <laughs> Terrible. Were you? Were Stop. you in the splash Cut. zone? We're done, Zoe. We're done, Zoe. Okay. All right. Whoa. Hey, you asked Whoa. for it. You I asked know. for it. Oh. That was the quickest cold intro. <laughs> <laughs> Our, uh, it could only have gotten worse, right? Oh like, yeah, I no. Wrong? I mean, it, it was literally, only... you know, like ET in the hand basket. We were ET, <laughs> and instead of flying up past the moon and everything, we we're going straight to hell. <laughs> straight up, just flames. Yeah, no, that was getting. That was uh, going places quick. You know, Lauren's just, just always what over happens here. When Lauren's munching on pork chops <laughs> and waffle fries. Lauren's just over here, always got to talk about H anime games. <laughs> and uh, I'm so with- proud of you. You've learned so much, <laughs> and totally unwillingly. <laughs> oh my gosh! Horrendous. Wow. Now to talk about an album that sounds like a math concept that I quit well before I would have learned. So. <laughs> All right, yeah, Cody, uh, let's let you give this album a fair chance. All right, yeah. Close your continuation. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Give it a fair chance. <laughs> Bro, you can't say that till after they introduce it. Can I or can't I? I think it's already I, been I, done. I think there's been a fat lot of pre-gaming right here in the last two minutes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's Only the from one member of the pod. <laughs> I said a fair chance. No, no. Two. I said, I said give, the, give it a fair look, chance. Look, look, look. It's already very clear what these two are going to say. <laughs> How can yeah. it be pre-gaming Tom if York. it's literally the episode? <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I don't think yeah. we can pre-game look, anymore. Damon's like, got me backed up against the wall. It was a joke. Go ahead and introduce <laughs> the album. Whoa, you think jokes are okay? No. I personally don't think jokes are funny. I hate yeah, fun. And I never joke about anything ever. Yeah, Dude, I made either. a joke on Letterboxd, and someone was so pissed off about it, they created an account to argue with me. <laughs> oh, that... Uh, dude, you, okay, you cannot that. joke on Letterboxd. People get People pissed. joke all the time oh, on that. Pe- I didn't dude, even say like it was really a joke. Like, dude, I thought that string was hilarious. Dude, that was so I went so and looked. Funny. I was curious the other day. I was like, I wonder if this person actually went and did anything else. Because they were mad that I pointed out that they made an account and then two minutes later got mad at me. <laughs> and so I like I went and looked the other day. They haven't posted anything else. Dude. And they also created a Twitter and got mad at me on Twitter, too. Over the black phone again? Uh-huh. What the frick? Wow. That's gotta, hilarious, dude. I was That's like, legendary. My fans are crazy, bro. Dude, it's Echo Eck. It probably is Echo Eck. It's the Echo Eck of Letterboxd. It's Echo Eck and no. She Who Shall Not no. Be Named from it Sony. Is Echo Anne Shinefield. <laughs> That's her name. I just couldn't think of it. That's you can't be scared of it. He I'm, like, her name. I'm like Harry Potter. I have to say that name to weaken its power. <laughs> Anne Shinefield, the Sony legal executive. We were literally representative of the now that's what I call brand. Bro, we were literally on a road trip this week week with our uncle and he was like we, we told him the story about the cease and desist and whatever mm-hmm. and uh 
he was like, yeah, what was that? What was that lawyer's name? And we were like, oh, I can't remember. But now you're coming in clutch, <laughs> yeah. dude. We Believe gave her power. Me. We gave her power by not saying her name. And now we take her power away. And Echo Eck 1000 <laughs> Sheinfeld. Is that how it works in Harry Potter? <laughs> I don't like know. saying the name. I, don't know. It, but I think the, that's how that works in The Secret. I think that's how it works in life. By the end, if, they're if like... If you refuse to say someone's name... You are giving them well, so much by power. By the end, that's the thing. Is like They're like, Voldemort. And, or, or he's like, he who shan't be named or whatever. And she's like... Who shan't? And she's like... <laughs> she's like, you, Voldemort, you might as well say it. He's going to try to kill you either way, so you might as well say it. I think Jake should remake all the Harry Potter films. <laughs> Dude, I would watch do, that. We should have a new segment this season where it's just Jake doing... <laughs> oh, Jake no. doing impressions? Impressions oh, of no. movies. Honestly, you oh, know what? No. I, I've said this in private conversations in the past. Twilight aged like a like a good cheese. Harry Potter has aged like milk. Most of like it's J.K. Rowling's brand fault. milk. You know what I'm gonna say? None of it holds up. All of it's garbage. I cringe physically whenever I watch it, and I can't believe that people are still building their entire lives around this dumb movie for kids you know, who believe in magic. You know what? I uh, I Ring just the Rings. I just mocked. Um, <laughs> I just mocked it pretty hard, but I love it. Yeah. And you can GT Hecko. I will not. Oh, you love Harry Potter. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I do love it, though. It, I, I actually do like it. Have you rewatched it? We just finished it, rewatching all of them. It was I'm like, still under the spell. I am. I, I was never under the spell. That's the thing. Mm. I, I like. Uh, I don't like. Here's the thing. I didn't watch him when I was Dude, young, I'm not really. going to give you my take on Harry Potter. Why would I do that? <laughs> oh, I'm giving my take on Harry Potter right now. What? What's this life for if it not to give your like, take no, on Harry Potter? It seems like you've forgotten what a podcast is. No, here's the take right. on Harry Potter. Read the Silmarillion instead. <laughs> no, no, no. Fools grow no, up. No. Here's Facts. my take on Harry Potter. Fools I also don't up. think Lord of the Rings is that good, but I don't find it as offensive as Harry I think no, Lord of the Rings Harry is Harry Potter's offensive. a fine new installment of British children's literature like unto Roald Dahl. The, eh, it has you're really going to do Alice in Wonderland like that? Dude, you really, really going to do no, Alice no, no, in no. Wonderland Look, I like said that. it's a fine installment, all right? And it is an embarrassment. No, no, no. The books to hey, to Britain. No. Do you know how hard it is to embarrass that country? Look, after all they've done. Look, the books are fun. just look at their people. The movies, though, making it. Look at the food. Making, <laughs> doing it like a one to one, almost one to one. And I know the the Harry Potter heads out there are like, no, they left out this critical scene. But like, I'm, what I'm trying to say is, pretty <laughs> much the like movies that. were exactly the book, pretty much. And that's why they're just too long. Those movies are too long. They're I, fine. Isn't one of them I think split the first, in two? As are the yeah, books. Yeah, the last one. I think the first three movies... As is J.K. Rowling's lifespan. I think the oh, first three movies are solid. <laughs> I really like the first three. It dips in the middle, and it doesn't end quite as strong as I hoped. Doesn't hurt, Alfonso Cuarón direct one of the final ones? Oh, not yeah, the no, final he, ones. Yeah, he did three Yates, and four. Yates did... Yates did like or three. He only five. did one of them. I think it's three. I think it's three. It's, is it Deathly Hallows? I, I think, think it mean? might be four. No. Well, it could be four. Damon, you're on your phone. I'm looking it up. I on, can't remember. I it's in the middle. <laughs> it's in the middle. I All just right. know that much. But no, no like Harry it's Potter's like fine. three, four, or it's five. Fine. The movie's are a little long. It's you better really, as a book. You are really going to put Harry Potter next to 
Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I, it, you don't care about Charlie and Chocolate Factory. I do care about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yes, I do. I love I've Roald never Dahl. mentioned it till today. I have read the entirety of the Roald Dahl top three books. Oh, he says Roald. So I, Roald. Read, I have read almost all the Roald Dahl <laughs> children's like books. BBC. And, and I absolutely love Lewis Carroll with the Alice in Wonderland. But I, I'm just saying it has... And C.S. Lewis. Mm, you can yeah, do C.S. No. Lewis hey, like it, that? It is number three. Oh, it is? Boom. Yeah. Is that prisoner of Azkaban? Aslan is yeah. way more iconic one is, than... That one is great. I really like it. That's one of my favorites. The tree CG was a problem, though. I've never yeah. seen it. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, well, CG's a problem throughout pretty much everything but the first one. But, like... I just Alfonso Cuaron's based. That's, I don't know. I, I oh, still I know. just... But is being based cringe? Not in his case. I think that's the highest rated one of any of them. It really? is. Yeah. Anyway, it's really good. You know, yeah, okay, look, I, that's probably my favorite. Me, yeah. I love Roald Dahl way more than Harry Potter. Way more. And Louis, I like Roald Dahl, you mean? I like Alice in Wonderland the most. <laughs> that is my I love those books, both of them. But like uh Not the Disney adaptation. No. Yeah. The cartoon is Which awesome. Disney adaptation? I, like, I want the, the cartoon. One the, original, the, the cartoon, cartoon is fine. The, the book is better. Tim Burton Opium. stuff. No. And then yeah. the one that came after the Tim Burton one, no. But like the, the cartoon, yeah. Oh, boy. The second one wasn't him. No. Oh, See, dang. this is what I'm saying. It's hard to embarrass even Britain. It's hard. It's hard to do it, and yet somehow they did. No, but so Harry Potter is just not as good. But I it, mean, they it, got nayed by a bunch of people a with fine barely working installment muskets. in that genre of literature. It's fine. And fake teeth is the official take of mine. Harry Cody, Potter, your turn for Harry Potter or the album. Where are we at? Uh... <laughs> It's your turn. It's your so turn. anyway, I'm at the grocery store. Refuses to elaborate. Oh, wait, Damon, what's your take it's on Harry your Potter? It's your turn. Uh, my house is paid for by Warner Brothers, so I can't confirm nor deny any of my feelings. So you're like a soldier <laughs> yeah. in the hands of the government. You're not allowed to say anything bad about the president? I mean, I don't know. It's like, the game looks pretty cool. I'm not going to lie, but yeah, I'm getting kind of sick of Harry Potter, I guess. I have beef with Monolith right now, so let's not talk about the game. All right. They didn't hire me. <laughs> Who's Monolith? Monolith Productions made like a bunch of the best first person shooters ever in the nineties and like two thousands too, like Fear, Condemned, Blood from ninety eight. It's good stuff. They also made those Lord of the Rings, like Shadow of games mm-hmm. over the last ten years. But now they're doing a Harry Potter game and they didn't hire me, and so I have beef with them. That's messed up. I wanted to get hired so up. I could bring back blood. You played all their games and they didn't hire you. I know. Dang. Holy crap. I don't Terrible. know why nobody's hiring me as a writer either. Probably because I wasn't I to write. Shops on air. I read all the books. To do HR, <laughs> I have all the skills. I'm mad. Anyway. Oh, you want to get hired to do HR? I don't want. You. I look like somebody that writes video games. No, I play them. I don't know anything about. I writing. really Dude. didn't know how to answer that question Lauren, when asked. Lauren, he played all of their games, and they're they're not going to hire him. Yeah. That's pretty messed They're up. Based in Salt Lake was the nice thing too. Oh, really? Like they have an office here, and then also in Redmond, Washington. Wait, is it is it now called Avalanche or what? Ooh, I don't think so. Oh, I think they're still their own thing. I think hmm. you you might. I don't. I have zero. Yeah, this was know. also I, like a I, year don't ago. Well, I don't know. Cody, I have a legit question. What do you think video game writers look like? Uh, I don't know. My dad, <laughs> who is legitimately a video game writer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does that, your dad does. remotely resemble? Cody? <laughs> uh, honestly, 
They've got a Venn diagram, I would say. <laughs> There's some crossover in there. They've got a Venn diagram. <laughs> Tell them to get me a job, and then we can further that Venn diagram. Oh all right, gosh. I'll let them know. All right, HR. Cool. First off, I would he love... played all their games. All I them. would love to write for a video game, but the only type of video game I'm interested in writing is one of those video games that's just like a walking simulator, where you go around and you view like interesting 3D prefabbed blender objects and click on it and be like, I remember the time my dad got so angry that he beat me with a stick and you're just sitting there in front of your 4K HDR monitor with the rainbow keyboard and you're like, wow, <laughs> this character's dad beat him with a stick. <laughs> That's the type of game I want to write. I honestly... Watch I'm Lauren, not, I'm not watch Lauren write the next Disco Elysium. <laughs> That's a great game, by the way. Did we have an album this week? We do. Yeah. <laughs> we got really sidetracked there. The album of the week is uh, Closure Continuation by Porcupine Tree. First album they've released in 13 years. Um, they went on hiatus for most of that time span. And by hiatus, I mean Stephen Wilson just stopped talking to everybody else in the band. So he was like, I didn't know how to like approach the topic, so I just chose not to. Is Sounds that like based time. or is that cringe? Sounds like the time. That it's based. It's kind of funny. <laughs> Rick Wakeman uh, quit, yes, because uh, the World Cup was going on. That's incredible. They're English, too. So, yeah. like, that makes so much sense. Yep, but happens. it is not based. I don't know. That, I don't, I, that, that one's pretty based. Like, if someone's based, like, hey, yeah. our country's going to the World Cup finals. Oh, man, my band's going to go on tour. They're like, yeah, but you can come mm. to the finals. Like, yeah, you're right. I quit. <laughs> yeah. Going to the finals. That is how it went down. He <laughs> legit cow. did that. The, the keyboardist of, like, at, by, by, by that time, I think he'd been doing it with him for, like, 15 years, and he walked out. At that point, I'm just looking for an out. They're like, oh, man, Nigeria's going to the finals. Can't miss that. <laughs> oh, man, I went to Nigeria one time on a layover flight to get to South Africa. I'm going to the World Cup. <laughs> wow, we have a real connection, as you can see. Was that about the time they were writing uh, 90210 or whatever that album no, was? I, I, no, my that's knowledge, a Travis Scott To my song. knowledge, I think it's right there, like, fragile time. Oh, is it? Yeah. Why would that's like the worst time to leave? Anyway, <laughs> anyway. So yeah. I don't know. You do anything for fifteen years, you just start look for you just start looking for little outs. You know what I'm saying? I was gonna make a joke, but no, that would definitely get me <laughs> in trouble with someone. Can't get in trouble with anyone, man. Rut row, not rut row. Not pretty sure can't we, joke about. Well, I've been living for twenty seven years. What does that say? If we would have gotten in trouble. We would have gotten in trouble already. Oh no, it was that was not serious. No, I'm not going to get in trouble. I just don't want to make you know a joke about unaliving on the on the pod. <laughs> Unalive. <laughs> We're on Twitch. So it's like, for the nine year old atheist. No, 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 Jake. They have no god. They have nothing to live for other than this podcast. They don't have a higher being to look up to. They look up to. There's Nitwick. no absolute. They're moral relativists, Jake. They don't believe in anything. <laughs> They're that scene from The Big Lebowski. And he's like, Donnie, these men are nihilists. They don't care about anything. And it's Sleeve so from Red Hot oh Chili Peppers. Gosh. All right, are you going to give this album a fair chance? Because otherwise, I've already talked about it. You guys started talking th th about that, it. Today. That's the fair chance you're giving this album? What else do I need to say? It's a Porcupine Tree album. We've talked about Stephen Wilson on this podcast twice already. I'm say the I love Porcupine the Tree. I think the new album has the letters great. PT on it, and it made me miss Konami. Is that what you wanted to hear? No, you should miss <laughs> Kojima. The old Konami. Konami's cringe. straight from the go. Konami <laughs> is Konami no, cringe so, based. Konami's cringe. super cringe. They, make, they they keep they fired a guy because they were like, well, the mobile games make more money, and I I can't believe that they would do that. And then they went and made pachinko machines instead. 
I'm bitter about Metal Gear Solid. But Dude, that is a very, very is it, long. Is it topic just me, or did Eleven play way too much Pachinko in the new season? What are you even talking about? I'm just saying. That's Plinko, isn't it? Stranger Things. Is oh, it, I've is never it watched it. Or it's Pachinko. Plink, it's oh, Plink. normal. Pachinko is like slots. It's a Japanese version of slots. Yeah, it's Plinko. Aaron's thinking of Plinko. <laughs> no, they actually, of, dude, no. way too much Pachinko. So if I've ever seen <laughs> it. Stephen Wilson <laughs> went like racist. on a super boomer tirade the other day. On they were doing like a listening party when the album came out via mm-hmm. Twitter, and I follow him. So like I was reading through his thing, and he was talking about how everything is in such like bite sized elements now for advertising via like TikTok and everything. That's why it just says PTCC. It's the quickest way to read all the initials of the album. And then he was talking about how, like, you know, people these days, yada, yada, yada. I, I tuned out. I was like, <laughs> Stephen Wilson, I love you, but let's not do this today. Whenever Stephen Wilson, every time you think about saying something to the effect of people these days, just pull out a notepad and make them lyrics. That's the only way people are going to hear <laughs> Literally. Yep. And he's done that for, like, 30 years. So, like, let's keep doing it. Let's just keep, let's just keep it going. Write That's another Blackfield album. Anyway. I got to say, this, really like album. this album surprised me. In multiple ways, because even though even though I had gotten around fear of the blank fear 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 to blank fear fear blank planet fear fear to freedom come on even though I had gotten around Frida Kahlo, um, I I had this impression that they were a sort of like Radiohead but Prague, and they did have some very interesting atmosphere moments, and they did have a couple of moments where the breakdowns were good too. But I gotta say, even from the first track, we are rip-roaring into what I will say sounds like Tool-like riffs. They do uh, like Tool. Stephen Wilson's got a podcast, and he's talked about it. He's like, my only complaint with Lateralis, he's like, it's one of my favorite albums of all time. It's like, you probably could have trimmed like 10 minutes. But other than that, he's like, it's great. Yeah. it was Especially tool, the bass lines. The, okay, but there's no riffs. There are tool has riffs. No, 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 no. This first album off, has this no album riffs. and Tool yeah, that's had okay. some freaking riffs, though. There were a couple of moments. I'm not saying they were like... Four, four. You know, you can jump up and down to them. Yeah, but they're more not like the metal. ones that make you go like this, where like your head's shaking <laughs> in your car, and you like couple of manuos away. <laughs> I don't away. even know what. <laughs> I don't you even can't know what time So I'm just gonna shake my head. <laughs> that's the fun of Porcupine Tree. Is they don't really probably. Well, I mean, they do. They're a bunch of nerds, but we don't know what time it's to <laughs> See, get okay. in. Here was my I'm pretty pro- sure they used a closure continuation to write the time signatures that, of this album. <laughs> that bass line in the first track, like there's- I was scared this was gonna be a uh, a that guy who do, who do I hate again? You gotta you know be more guy? specific. Jerry was a race car driver. Primus. Primus. I was worried Let's this play, was a play, Primus cool. album for the first thirty seconds of this. Who- I was like, oh no. Oh no, they let the bassist start writing songs, and that's the one thing bassists should never do. The bassist did write the songs on this, though. It's Stephen Wilson. But he shouldn't. <laughs> so, okay. But he shouldn't. Here's here's Fair. here's what I just I, I have to say about this album. Is Or Thundercat's okay too. It truly it truly sounded like this this sounded like a a very straightforward prog album. It is. It was a very straightforward prog album. And that's the thing. So, so much so that like there was nothing that really popped and and a lot of like usually I what really about the fact that they named a song Walk the Plank. I I, I get I get into <laughs> Most Prog most prog songs are named like Infinity Over the Sunset Rainbow. It's true. I really like I really like slow tracks by like Stephen Wilson and things that I've been exposed to with Porcupine Tree, usually the slow songs at least. But then, ah, it just if it, it kind of felt like what's happened to, um, Arion and 
Arjun Lucas in overtime where it just it was too glossed. It was it was too I don't know. I don't know what this is kind of a side note, but you mentioned him like it is. He felt like he got too comfortable and then mm. he was trying to get weird with it. Yeah. Cuz the source great album, but the one after that's got like D Snyder on it. Yeah, it, and so anyway, I guess I it was just like Okay, good musicianship. I can respect the songwriting, like their technical abilities, but this is just like exactly like rubber stamp prog album, and the ballads weren't even like. And if you like prog, it's right up your alley. It, but it is, yeah, it is, and that's not. I'm not trying to argue with that one. It's, you're right, I, and I think that's why I like it so much because I listen to a lot of prog. It would make sense that I would. But like that was my experience with it. I was just like, this is. This is like a very straightforward and prog album. I think that's like a good call too, because they wrote like half these songs, and I don't know all of which ones they are. That first track, Harridan, was one of them, but they wrote like half these songs right after they wrote The Incident, like 13 years ago. Mm. And that album was definitely starting to just get straightforward. Yeah. Like they ditched a lot of like the atmospheric stuff of Fear of a Blank Planet. Mm-hmm. Like there's, and even this album, I think the longest song is like nine minutes. Yeah, which I to like a normal person that's super long, but for like a prog album that's pretty standard. Yeah, my my attention span cuts off at two minute thirty, and it has to be like two hundred and sixty BPM, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> average so, break core enjoyer so fast <laughs> that like you have to half time it. I watch anime intros on one point five times speed, so yeah, I'm pretty based. Yeah, but is based crit. <laughs> we're gonna get to it we're definitely gonna get to that i, Stick around, I folks. disagree i don't think this is like a super straightforward prog album i'm not saying it's the craziest prog album i've ever heard but there are a lot of moments that i don't think you would hear in more standard prog where instruments are focused or distorted in a way that explicitly sets out to groove and but not at the level of like the new prog stuff that all the college kids are doing. The right? metalcore seven string guitar stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This it's, has a lot more in common with like Camel. So like a lot more like seventies prog than Yeah, I, I would, would argue say, like, it, it's un- way more interesting than just like well, I don't want to rag on Polyphia. You can rag on Polyphia. I'm gonna rag on Polyphia a little they bit. They don't have lyrics. It's way they can't more interesting back. than like Polyphia and whatever the heck Strawberry Girls <laughs> is pretending to be right now. I don't know what Strawberry Girls is. I know they just got off tour with Thank You Scientist. I really hate that they have like one of the best band names of all time and their music is 80% completely forgettable. <laughs> I it's it's a thing yeah. with prog like anymore especially and this I think is why I like this Porcupine Tree album so much is so many bands are doing that seven string like gent thing. And I, I got tired of Do we gent, have a like, name for this? Can we call it like bro prog or like brog? I, that's fine with me. I like brog. 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 Who's the greatest progressive <laughs> metal? Who's the greatest brog artist? Periphery. I, I listened to this uh, to this brog album. The one that I'm thinking of is one by album. I think they're called like Aviators. Um, but yeah, I would call I would call Thank You Scientists like kind of brog. They're an interesting band though because they have like a full brass section. But I, I yeah, see where they're you're like coming ska from. Mist, mixed with progressive rock. And I think <laughs> I, I think we're definitely onto something with like prog in the modern sense, especially like they really just took what Periphery was doing like 10, 15 years ago, and Mashuga, and they're like, <laughs> we can be really heavy on our seven string guitars tuned to drop D. Nobody cares anymore. It's stupid. I gotta say, for a long time, I thought Mashuga was the same thing as Mashugana. Close and, enough. Uh, okay, all right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Except Meshuggah doesn't have a drummer that plays in different time signatures for his feet and his Oh, hands. I thought Meshuggah was just a thing that Jewish moms called their kids. That and Babby. <laughs> Babby. <laughs> you know, this reminded me, though, like of something definitely... Was it on Inside Out? 
is that still label? It's still a label. <laughs> I was worried. It you just were sounded about the like Pixar. so. Like I wasn't worried. Uh, what what is it? The Dream Theater keyboardist OS OSI is that what they're called? Yeah, the one he does with uh, Kevin from Fate's Warning. Yeah. Wait, we did an OSI album, right? No. no. Well, we did O. Plus we did O. Plus S. I think that was O C I T. Dude, O plus S. O C I T. Right. Yeah. O plus S. Side note on that. Jordan listened to that and she described it as a lesbian angry mom music. <laughs> and I don't recall the album well enough lesbian to have told her yes or she no. Didn't, as in she married a man and realized too late? Maybe. I don't remember the album, so Whoops. I didn't question. I just Whoops. rolled it. <laughs> you realized well, too late. Anyway. That's yeah, me in no, high school. No, this definitely has is. a lot in common. <laughs> what? We're gonna Sorry, what? That. Can yeah, we what? deconstruct that for a second? <laughs> At what point did you realize you were a lesbian, Aaron? We are going to get canceled. And why did you feel like it was too late? <laughs> well, I mean, O plus S was just, you know, in high school, it fit. I don't know what that means anymore. I think we now know what it means. Uh, no, you were on to something with OSI, though, because Stephen Wilson has worked with him in the past. That first album really? he's actually on, the song Shut Down has Stephen There Wilson you go. On. See, look, and I'm there's not... Also, I think a lot of... I'm not even making this stuff up. Like... Steven Wilson worked with up. Opeth, and Opeth just turned into a 70s prog band a few years later. I don't so. know why OSI comes to mind. I think it's, it's okay. Just, Ulver turned into a 70s dance band. so good. 80s. I think, I think the reason why OSI comes to mind for me, though, is just like, again, OSI is like really talented, but it, it, I also feel that straightforward prog energy from them, too. I'm like, you guys are good, and they're like, this is, this is pretty much, it's kind of like a Steve Vai album. It's like you listen to it, and you're like, how who am I to like say that you can't play the guitar? Who am I to say that like this isn't a well put together guitar album? It's just it's just that's exactly what it is. And you have if you if if you're out even a little bit, like this is just so much this is for people who like this that it's kinda hard to get. Well that's to all cut you in. should ever make. <laughs> no, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Like literally, literally, why? Okay, first off, I I obviously completely disagree. I think that this has the fingerprints of not just Stephen Wilson doing his songwriting, but it it I can I'm guessing based on how the instrumentals sound that the other band members probably had more input than they usually do. Correct on the creative it's process. The only album they've done where all th- well, there's only three people in the band now, so it's Stephen Wilson, Gavin Harrison on drums, and then Richard Barbieri on keyboard. Actually, I think you just straight up told me that last episode, so I'll probably get caught in 4K if anybody can sit through the entire autotune. No, I definitely but, did mention it, but I think it was after the episode. But still, you're but on to something with I think that. that it is obvious in this album, because it does have different priorities that it just displays at different times. I think that it is more interesting than just a standard guitar prog album. I go back and say, Aaron, I have no idea why a band like Porcupine Tree would make anything other than a pretty good album and along the lines of what people expected, because why the heck not? Billie Eilish just... The only reason artists like Billie Eilish look like they're versatile is because they have enough hands in the pot and they're young enough that they can just be whatever they want. But you look at a band like Porcupine Tree, they know what what works, and they do it dang well. It's the same with Rush. It's the same with all those other guys. They put out music that they know well, exploring it in exactly the directions that people who like that type of yeah. music will want. But it, it is, that's what I guess I was trying to say though. It's, yeah, it not, is not clearly, everybody's like it, a schizophrenic. This, this album <laughs> is not trying to get new fans. This, this album's not trying to get new fans. It is 100% like, it's got that album cover though. <laughs> yeah. Because it's the TikTok generation yeah. and yeah. Stephen Wilson said so. So it must be true. I agree with him. 
as a boomer. That, that's I, that's I think what I was trying to say though is that it just doesn't feel like it's trying to get new fans. It's like if you like Porcupine Tree, if you like prog, here it is. And I, I think that's the thing. Like bands after they've been doing what they've been doing for like a few years, people make changes. Obviously, bands that have been around longer do it too. Like Yes turned into a pop band in the eighties. Yeah, but wow. like I think most bands after like you've been doing it for Porcupine Tree thirty something years, like. They're kind of they know what they want want to do. Yeah, it's the only reason they got the band together is because they're like we're not doing this in our own. But, but Aaron, I feel like you just read the Cimmerillion and you're like, well, why didn't he try out sci-fi? No, well, that's so. Well, <laughs> so no. Here's the thing: is what I guess maybe I'm, it would have been got, gotten him new no, fans. Like that 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 uh the blank planet one, fear of a blank planet had had a like and like. Uh, Devin Townsend comes to mind where like he has <laughs> oh god Devin Townsend look Love Devin Townsend Debbie. no the reason I bring him up is because like he knows what he is and he has maintained his his posse but at the same time he has tried different stuff and Porcupine Tree already has done this in their career the just, only people he just feels like this is this is like the the net neutral Porcupine Tree feel I, I think Devin Townsend's kind of an outlier on that one too because like if he just stayed with Strapping Young Lad, like if they never broke up, he would probably still be making industrial metal 30 years later. No, I'm still, now I'm thinking of Strapping Young Lads by Dorian. Close enough. That's what I but, think. It's a good song. Yeah, but like Devin Townsend Project, where it's just him like bringing in his friends, he has like complete creative control over it. So he can make an ambient album and then a prog album and then a death metal album all in the span of like two years. Like, Nobody's going to question that. But I think Porcupine Tree, where they've been a band for so long, they know what they want to do. And it's like more of a collective. Yeah, I know. But now, I, guess- I respect Devin Townsend, but everybody I know who has Devin Townsend in their Spotify rap looks, acts, and breathes like a school shooter. So can you explain <laughs> that? Oh my gosh. I don't know if we can. We shouldn't follow that line of question. <laughs> no, no, we shouldn't. I don't think it's him, but it's something about the music. <laughs> It's singing about aliens coming to Earth and drinking coffee. Shout out to Damon, Ziltoid. Damon, what did you think of this? I haven't heard you uh, say very much. Yeah, it's because I didn't listen to it. Uh, <laughs> I literally, I literally sat down and was like, "Oh yeah, we have an album." How's the week. cover? The cover? Yeah. As a member of the TikTok generation, how was the album cover? Uh, that really hooked me. You know, the cover. I mean, I immediately knew what it meant. Just from the <laughs> split second, it was of really obvious. Yeah, no, but I was I was coming up with the prompts for this season all week. I didn't even think about the album, but yeah, it's kind of generic prog. It sucked. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, I'm not gonna come in quite that hot. That was that was impressive right there. I yeah, I just dude, I just don't really like prog that much. Just being straight up, I really did in high school. Well. Late junior high, early high school. What is prog? Yes. What is prog? No, no, no. Pause. We live in a society. Resume. (laughs) Yeah, noodly guitars, commentary, more noodly guitars. All right. So Devin Townsend is very prog then? Very. Okay. Yeah, but his screaming is sick. And there was no screaming on this album. There wasn't a single scream. Zero screams. That's fine. And that just pissed me off. Makes me I'm angry. Sorry, it's not a Midwest emo album. There's no twinkly guitars on it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, um, I thought that there were some things about this that were, you know, all right. Like I didn't think it was bad, but it is just not my cup of tea. I just don't like. I don't like the mathy sound, mm. and I don't mean math rock. 
I mean, yeah, th- you you better not. I mean, math I off. mean, this kind of mathy sound. You really gonna where... do? You really gonna do my girl's tricot like that? Of course I'm not. I mean, dude. kick you in the streets. Of course I'm not. <laughs> I'm not sure which of us would actually win in a fight. Okay, that is the third band you've mentioned that I literally saw open for Sean in 2019. <laughs> it was literally Strawberry Girls, Polyphia, Trico, or whatever, and then Sean. <laughs> That sounds like Literally. the worst lineup ever. Half those bands are instrumental. I hate it, that. It was a very instrumental concert, but... I'll never forget. You literally named all three of the. That's openers. kind of impressive. <laughs> yeah. All COVID, right, what's my bingo prize? COVID yeah. took it out of my hands, but Coheed was supposed to tour with Chon, and I saw that lineup. And I'm like, sick. I can show up late. And I'm not gonna miss anything. <laughs> yeah. And then COVID was stole it. Was it year from of me. the Black Rainbow tour? No, no, it was the No World for Tomorrow tour. No. Yeah, they still haven't gone on it, oh but. Coheed's coming with Alkaline Trio, and that like makes my middle school self beyond happy. So I will be at that because Dance Gavin Dance isn't on the tour anymore, and they suck. So like, you step up, for <laughs> give me the broccoli, give me the broccoli. <laughs> Wait, so do you That's not like Chon? It's not that I dislike Chon. It's that I am very picky about instrumental music when I see it live. Mm. Like, yeah, it makes sense. The want- first <laughs> instrumental band I ever saw was Animals as Leaders, and they set an unnecessarily high bar. <laughs> so I, I have like That's never fair. wanted to see another instrumental rock band again. It's okay. That was Aaron has a high ago. bar too. He nearly called out Katie Kirby when they were just trying their best. Dude, I was I was gonna do it. That would have been. So- I, I was gonna do it. That would. Who is so- Katie Kirby? There was a band and okay, Jake, come they're on. like they're like a come jangle on. pop, like light, easygoing, like soft girl band, and they had this little riff that you know it has a tempo and it went like da 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 da, yeah. And it was a mildly complex rhythm if you are, uh, you know, a soft girl band that happens to have Dave Grohl as your basis. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Mexican Dave Grohl. Oh boy, <laughs> but it's true. It's one hundred percent Hispanic, Hispanic yeah. Latinx. Um, <laughs> He's, he's, he's one fourth Mexican, so <laughs> and he so, can be racist. And so Katie Kirby grabs the mic afterwards <laughs> and was like, Yeah, we're glad you guys like that song. I mean, last time we were here, someone yelled from the back while we were playing, Hey, you guys should tighten that up. And she was like, and I'm just, I'm glad that we're finally able to play it for y'all. And Aaron was like, should I say it to them? Yeah. And I was Aaron like, was no! literally about to yell. <laughs> no, you should not. Dude, under any funny. circumstances. Come on. First off, a, I'm not getting trying to beat up by. I'm not getting Dave, trying to beat up by you Dave. By Dave Claudia. <laughs> oh, in the pit. Second. Holy fat. <laughs> Just be nice. It's not hard. Being nice is not in my blood. I'm sorry. I didn't come up in the right music scene. <laughs> Band plays a bad set. You beat him up. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what uh, Straight Edge is like? Yeah, pretty much. Wow, that's very different from Pine Grove. And if you guys could all join the Young Socialist Foundation. Democratic Socialist. No, yeah. see, the hardcore kids will say that too, but then also beat you up. So. <laughs> <laughs> I might have a chance of joining then. Yeah, that's fair enough. I might, yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that I, where I, we're at? Yeah, right, I, so. I don't have been too decided. much Album of the year. Mountains, open parentheses. <laughs> I'm sorry I groomed you. Are you really thinking that's slated for album of the year for you so far? I love it. I, it depends. We'll see what comes out in the second half. But out of what came out in the first six months, I don't remember anything else. No, like, no. nothing else has been like, oh, man, this blew my mind. Like, there's been a couple good, like, black metal albums. But, like, I always feel wrong putting black metal albums as my album of the year. They all sound the same. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if one's the album of the year, they should probably all be the album of the year. (laughs) That said, the new White Ward album is 
very, very good. Hello, mm. what's this band? White Ward. White Ward. I need some They're a black metal music. band with a saxophone. <laughs> that sounds sick. All it right. works. <laughs> Believe that, me, that has caused some hesitation in me. <laughs> no, no, no. Trust me on it. It's not ska saxophone. It's very ambient. Oh, ska saxophone. Oh, yeah. They look like a black metal band. Is it that guy's hairline guys is very did. black metal. <laughs> Let me see. They, they're like Deaf Heaven looking, if yeah. I remember right. But they're from Eastern Europe, so no, it doesn't Death count. No, Deaf Heaven's like neo-Nazi looking. That was Dude. the first time I saw Deaf Heaven. I'm like, man, this guy's just up there singing about how much he wants to kill himself with leather gloves on. I was like, this is interesting. <laughs> interesting. Well, this was like the time when Sunbather came out, like literally two weeks later. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, had no idea what these guys looked like. I was like I'll go watch Deaf Heaven at Kilby Court with uh, Marriages. Couldn't hear for like four days after, but like, you know, in the moment I was like, man, this guy's up there singing about how dying's blissful and he wants to dream and he's got leather gloves on. He's different, but whatever works. <laughs> I will say everybody I know who I've ever met who listened to Sunbather in real life and really liked it had an undercut. Well, I don't so... have hair anymore, but close enough. Okay. <laughs> I had like the close Hitler. Enough. Now, if you like ordinary on. corrupt human love, you probably uh, have an opposite of an undercut. What does that mean? You know what I mean. I don't know if you know I know what it. I mean. You have an overcut. You know what I mean. You have a comb over. You know what I mean. Dude, I don't know. You straight bussing for real. Ah, no. straight bussing. No, that's oh, not. You, got the zoomer hair. you think you understand me? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm assuming that means that like zoomer haircut. <laughs> I can't believe that uh, Stephen Wilson would even say something like TikTok generation. I thought I, complaining about the TikTok generation was a thing that twenty somethings did. If you're over thirty, you don't have a right to complain about TikTok. You just complain about the younger generation in general. You can't drop app names. That doesn't make your argument more valid. <laughs> kind of do though kind of do hold on i'm gonna find I think, the tweet. i think i think that diffuses so much power of of the tiktok generation for oh, so i think saying the, the phrase tiktok generation gives it power no i think i think it's above, not no, real. no 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 listen to me we're gonna ban it someone in like above a couple weeks of 40 saying tiktok generation i think oh. there is some power being wielded right there by them. The power for me to roll my okay. eyes into the back so of my I found head. The actual, I found the actual quote here, because I was like, I am not doing this justice. But he says, the album cover concept is about the idea that people don't really engage with anything for more than a few moments anyway, and that branding is now the most important thing. Something I also explored on the Future Bites. There's a follow-up tweet that I didn't know, and it doesn't really explain further, but the cover was designed by the Designers Republic, who I've been a big fan of since their work with classical 90s electronic artists like Aphex Twin and Otecra. Wow. Right on. That was, was like way better than him saying it was an album cover for the TikTok generation. Yeah, but yeah. As one like of those I think is just standard old man rambling. The other makes me want to kill myself. As Sorry, nine-year-old like, atheist. I mean in Minecraft. Just past the cusp of TikTok generation. That's just how I read it. I only engaged yeah. with it for a few moments. Well, I mean, we can all read that and say he's talking about TikTok. But we know. It's that he doesn't say it that makes him classy. So... The topic of the week is <laughs> is is being based cringe. <laughs> That's such a great question, dude. Yeah, it's my topic, so uh, you guys discuss. Would you like to do the is, opening arguments um, and, yeah. and present the resolution? What do you think, Cody? Present, yeah, present your Because you're based. You're present, pretty based. Yeah, you're pretty based. So no, I'm present. pretty correct. There's a difference. Um, oh, okay. All right. I can't, like, criminalize myself in this one. Uh, or incriminate, not criminalize. Um, 
I'm going to plead the second. I'm going to plead the second. You guys are going to plead the right to bear arms, okay? Yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Average American just, podcast. I just saw Shrek 2 and the scene where Puss in Boots comes out and flips up the sword and Eddie Murphy, his doggy, is like, look out, Shrek, he's got a piece. <laughs> Never mind, I want to talk about that. <laughs> I was like, yo, they really said that. I so I don't actually have any argument for this. I just I was making my topics this morning, and Lauren said something to the effect of "is being, you know, insert thing here, cringe." And I I just responded. I was like, "It's being based cringe." There's no thought that went into this. It just seemed like an immediate response. Now you have to defend when you get tapped in the knee at the doctor. You you kick him (laughs) in the chest. You kill him. You can't backpedal out of this. Like it's being based cringe. All right. Yeah, you can't backpedal. I'm only I'm only interested in what Damon and Cody have to say about this argument. Uh, I'm only interested in hearing yeses or nos. No, there is some nuance. There's a little gray area because you have to take into consideration. There's There's no more nuance. There's everything is dichotomous. Describing nuance. There's no polarity in this one. There's a little bit of because it depends on how old the person is that's calling something based. Because if they're over the age of forty or under the age of sixteen, it's probably cringe. And if they're in that like twenty-four year gap right there, so the millennials, the millennials. No, <laughs> no. Oh, there's zoomers in there too. There's zoomers in there. If, yeah, if there's Jen... kids that weren't even alive during 9/11 that were freaking barely made it into Bush's presidency that are included in this. I guess that's true. If Gen Z is considered the TikTok generation, then millennials need to be considered the Twitter generation. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's Straight fair. Up. It's very true. I know. I just want one modern rap album that doesn't mention Twitter. One. Wait, no. Find I, me one. I think the one single rap album that does not mention Twitter past 2018. Oh, past 2018. Uh, you mean like they came out before 2018? After. Flowers, William Crooks. Get off my case. Are you sure? Are you sure he doesn't once mention Twitter? Also, that's an EP. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's an EP. I'm pretty sure. The fact fact that I said, are you sure he doesn't mention Twitter? And you're like, means yes. I was was thinking back. Does Whole Lot of Red mention Twitter? He talks about Instagram. Yeah. I I can't do no Instagram no more. Are we umbrella commenting like, you know, social media on this one? Wait, why why are we calling millennials the Twitter generation when they're obviously the Facebook Trigger fingers turn to That's boomers now. No, that's Gen X. Gen X is I'm saying in modern context, they're still the... They're still Twitter. Dude, Gen X. Every, Gen X is like, Facebook. Every Gen millennium. X is Gen X is Facebook. Gen X is Facebook. Gen X is Facebook. All right. All right. I'll give you that. GitHub all, is the Facebook of coding. All I can say, get out of here. All I can say is it's every true. millennial I follow on Facebook still posts Star Wars memes and puns. Minion memes. So, you have a yeah, entire then they, channel they, in your Discord server dedicated to Star Wars. Yep. Hey, and notice <laughs> notice how often I comment on it. I don't care that much about Star Wars, and and plus, Star Wars memes. Those are those are Star Wars memes sometimes. No, Jake, I'm I don't know. You Star Wars follow me. Do you follow me on Facebook? You follow me on Facebook. Never posted twenty frames per second. Hey, I'm a millennial. Hey, look, dot avi file. You guys stop right now. <laughs> I want to hear Cody say right now. Whether being based is cringe or not, I told you there's a qualifier to it. You said there's a qualifier, Damon. What I want to hear, Damon, and you'll stand by that. You stand by that 100. 
So anybody know. between the ages of 16 and under... As a millennial who watches Star Wars, only Siths deal in absolutes. So I will not give you that 100%. That quote is right. cringe. It is. So we're saying like based... Defining based as you're just solid in an opinion and you're not changing it for anyone. No, no. no based means or, opposite of cringe. No, no. <laughs> that's no. What I miss when based the, used to be like that's weird. That's the literal that definition. Literal definition of based is opposite of cringe. No, no. literally the people what? who like started like blowing based up into the world just stole it from like right wing people on Twitter because the only people that were saying it were like Pepe avatars in 2016. They were like Trump's so based, and then like Zoomers found the word. Based and just blew it up into that like stratosphere and uh, here we are now it doesn't have any do I have to define this based I have to define this based here's what it is here's what it is I I know what it means based based is a contextual word that means you hold an opinion and are sticking to it that is not reflective of the expected context right right? you hold an opposing opinion it's like you're on film critic twitter and you say something you say something like Morbius had redeeming qualities based does not mean contrarian (laughs) no no, no, based inherently no, based inherently means contrarian. No, it doesn't. But I feel yes, like that's, does. that's the implied meaning on like comment sections. Like if somebody throws in a like hot take, all the replies are just based. And no matter what the original it, definition it was, that's what it is. It now. isn't just because it's opposite though. Mm-hmm. Like you you go to a film, okay, so I'm in all these film groups on Facebook. No, yeah, it makes and sense. And people will post some review of a movie with a good rating. Mm-hmm. And then all these people are like base, base, base. Me, base, base, base. I'm one There's of those no people. There's no controversy. There's no first off, first off, you have expect you have expectations that the discourse is even funny on movie review websites. Second, second, it does imply contrarian, and it does mean, and it's usually paired with a DGAF attitude, an acronym I will not explain to the I, nine-year-old atheist. I, yeah, we know what right. It is. It's for the atheist, really. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, uh, yeah. And it it is coming in, stating your opinion, which is contrary to expectation or the context that's in, and presenting it in a way that does not care about the consequences of doing so. Yeah, it is inherently contrarian. That's what it has. Like I've never looked up the base definition, but whenever I see it used, that's kind of what I feel like people mean by saying it. All right, here we go. Here we go. This, This, I can see where you're coming from. But yeah. I don't think you're t- bringing the right angle. Okay, I- I'm on. I'm on Urban Dictionary right now. <laughs> Get yeah. behind me. That's very based. Okay. <laughs> um, it says a based is a word. Oh, okay, first and foremost. Oh, just so you know. B. Just so you. Just so it you is know. Based the God. second. The second definition is the opposite of cringe. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Straight up. Okay. Amazing. But the first definition says a word used when you agree with something or when you want to recognize someone for being themselves, courageous yes. and unique or not caring in what the face think. of not in but the face of a con- contrary okay, opinion. But uh. like recognizing someone for being themselves doesn't mean they have to be contrarian. What it is is someone is on someone is on Reddit r slash movies and they make a thread like dissecting the psychological themes of our healthcare system in Joker 2019 and then the top comment says I didn't watch it so I didn't read this and then someone's like well why did you comment and then the other guy's like based you know that's yeah. what it is like I that's don't know. what that's, it is that's how people use it now yeah. I I mean like I I can see how the I think your definition fits into mine. You know, yeah, like, I, okay. I mean, there's a right. Japanese guy that made a video game that talks about this. 
talking about Metal Gear Solid 2, folks. Is that what that game is about? So, like, it's the game based. is not... I mean, we're really simplifying it because he gets super philosophical Next in it. Next week is reductionism-based. But, it, like, in the game is all about, like, the way that we, like, take words and, like... It's the original, like, Richard Dawkins this definition of memes. Gear Solid. I'll turn it into a Metal Gear podcast any day of the week, but... <laughs> no, that's what I call Metal Gear. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah, Metal Gear Mondays was already taken. Shout out to Alex. Um, but his whole thing is like, he uses the original Richard Dawkins definition of a meme where like, it becomes like a societal like constant. Yeah. And so we just like extract meaning from it. Like there's no longer a meaning. To it. It's like base now fits into Metal Gear Solid 2's timeline. Yeah. There's, it's just a word without meaning. <laughs> no, and I I agree with the Dawkins definition. That's why I call the, the, the whole Russian uva- invasion on Ukraine. I'm like, it's a war of memes. And people laugh at me. And I usually refuse to elaborate further. But I actually am That's very smart. That's great for that shirt you got on there. That you refuse to elaborate further. <laughs> just sashay away. That's all I do. Okay. For those I'm who can't wor- see, it's a Sailor Moon what shirt. Are, what's that one guy who's like, he like comes in and he's like, my work here is done. Yeah, it's from Sailor Moon. <laughs> I can't like, remember the but name. You but you didn't do anything. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think my take on this is that it's only, being based is only cringe if you're being based to be seen. Mm. Yeah. I would okay, say I can agree with yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, I agree. If you're being based to catch an audience in a comment because section. Because then at that point, yeah. you're not being based anymore. So you're all if the If you're Pepe making avatars. a smug face while attempting to be based, you are no longer based. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it this way, and I completely understand this adds a whole dimension of nuance. Whoa! I'm going to put it this way. Everything is a dichotomous <laughs> hippopotamus. Listen, listen here. Being based is not cringe unless... The way you're trying to be based is cringe. Yes. <laughs> Straight up. Straight up. This really is the difference between podcasts and what defines musicians. what defines cringe then? See, that's the thing. <laughs> that is a hard question. It, is... it gets the Metal Gear Solid 2 treatment as well. It's <laughs> a right. great ContraPoints video. That's where I'm gonna leave that. I don't think being based is cringe. I don't either. I just wanted to say something. That no, I don't. Like I don't either. If you're actually based, I honestly think. I honestly <laughs> think being cringe is based. Yeah, that really is. Being, the being unabashedly cringe like, is highly based. Being cringe if is based. If you're yeah. actually based, it's not cringe. But if you're fake based, then that's cringe. Yes. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. And here's what yeah. I'll say: If you're okay. fake cringe, it is not based. But if you are true cringe. Then it's, it's you based. are also based. It's wow. based. Yeah, you know it's what? It's that true, is a yin yeah. and it's yang. All, I've I've always thought of that picture circle. of yeah. the full size Highland cow sitting out on the patio saying, "I am cringe, but, but I, I am free." free. <laughs> and that was pretty that, based. That moment, the moment I saw that meme, it changed my life. It really did. It I was like, I have the freedom to be cringe. Now. Someone's someone's <laughs> gonna the think you're cringe so. somewhere. <laughs> It's Which true. is not very based. <laughs> you are cringe somewhere. That's that's you are cringe somewhere. Sorry, every everything is it. everything is cringe to someone. Yep. Yep. That's, that's straight up how it is. That's life. that everything you really, is cringe to someone. Can you really even be based if someone doesn't think you're cringe? Wait, what? Can you really be based if nobody thinks that you're cringe? That's a good question. That's actually kind of true. There's a That's teasing. A really there's a there's question. a teasing element to the whole. Hey, thing. Yeah. yo, I was more right about the opposite of cringe thing than yeah, you guys no. gave me. That, All right, I think you got it. I think you got it. <laughs> so, uh, Bob's. Let me tell you about. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Bob's. 
Go ahead. Let me let me tell you about what my bop is not. It is not an right. 80s inspired pop ballad with obscure lyrics possibly referencing the election of DJ Trump uh which contains the line I grieve in stereo and the stereo sounds strange. That is not my bop for this week. My bop is not that song that has literally only 10 good seconds in the entirety of the whole track and a Dadaist music video that tries so hard to be random that it just ends up being stupid and placed in the middle of a very forgettable <laughs> album. Would you say that video is trying to be based that in a is way? Not, that is not my bop of the week. <laughs> my bop of the week is the menu theme from Friday Night Funkin'. Getting freaky on a Friday night. Do you think you got what it takes? Nice. Thank you. Nice. Do you think you got what it takes? All right. Um, I'm I'm swinging in with my bop um, because I don't care what Lo- Lauren says. Uh, me, myself, me, myself, and I by Oliver Tree, dude. Oh, my God. I've been bumping it all week straight up. Unironically fantastic song. Oh, my gosh. Uh, is the first track on Ugly is Beautiful. I mean, I've heard it a lot before, but this week it just clicked again for some reason. Yeah, man, I love that album. Yeah, I know you do. I know all you guys do. I think Aaron actually might like it somewhat, but I like honestly, um, there really are some fantastic songs on that album. Me, Myself, and I just has this really cool retro synth wavy undertone that I really like, and it does really well with his like deadpan vocals. No, I like Oliver Tree. I don't, I don't even care. Yeah, I'm I, saying that. I really know. hate him, and I don't even care. I, I, so we you can, do care. We That's can the all be based together. No, the problem is you do care. <laughs> You do. Care. I hate him so much. I know because I you hate care. him a disproportionate amount because you care. Yeah, and that's cringe. and caring is based. It is cool to care, kids. Don't do drugs. <laughs> Stay um, in school. Buy guns. You're an American. Buy guns My, uh, and join the Democratic Socialists. <laughs> do both. Okay. Um, pretty based, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Anyways, um, you know, either, you know, it's us and them with Oliver Tree. Uh, come join us because we enjoy it and it's fantastic and it's too bad those that miss out. But, you know, I'm the difference is I'm well aware what I'm missing out on. Yeah, I listen to it and too. I'm choosing not to. <laughs> I engage. think um, yeah, it's, my bop comes from. The is new. there anything more based than informed consent? Anything more based than Yeah, manufactured. Con- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're just talking about Noam Chomsky out here anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I swear. <laughs> um, that book sounds interesting to me. Manufactured consent. Yeah, it it's honestly pretty good. It sounds worth pretty a interesting. Read. Yeah, yeah, it sounds interesting. Wait, it's a good that, is that one too. of those is that one of those red flag books? No. It's literally it's a like socio-political book. It came out in the 80s. It's all about how like governments and media companies manufacture our consent for them to do X, Y, and Z. Hmm. It sounds interesting, I'm not gonna lie. Um, okay. Uh, my bop, my bop. That's a little red pilled for the nine year olds, I think. Um, no, Chomsky, <laughs> Chomsky is an anarchist. It's cool. Chomsky, it's cool, uh, dude. Chonky. Um, I'm gonna say that my bop this week is um from the new Flume. Uh, go. That's yeah. great, great track. So it, good. That's just a really great track. The more I listen to it, the more I'm just like, mm, yep. He, Did you? Do you have any tickets to see him? He tapped into. Yo, that I one. saw. I saw in your one second every day. Somebody bought a Flume vinyl. Uh, yeah, my roommate, he was like, 
uh, a huge Flume fan. Like he would probably say Flume is his number one artist. Let's and I, go. I told him about this podcast all the time, but he's kind of a flaker. So yeah, I yeah. Know. I, I, um, he's, he's got a, he's got his own trap career on the side. He's a DJ. Yeah, nice. he actually played a oh, DJ so he show. Actually, trap once in Idaho. He's trapping. He's and trapping. That was it. Trapping in Utah County. He's trapping out the band. Okay, let, um, no, I've done two Flume albums for this show. Mm-hmm. And I think I might do three this really? season. Oh my god! <laughs> We're about to find out, right? But hey, I did skin, and y'all crapped on skin. Yeah, I did, and that that did was I? that was, was even on. No, you weren't. That was upsetting. I didn't though. Hey, don't lo- don't grip me in with that. I I really think Flume's cool. I I, I remember the overall takeaway from that being very lukewarm. <laughs> you were lukewarm. <laughs> he was crapping on it, and that was that was unfortunate. I always get behind Flume's percussive element. Always, never have I not. Well, let's go I, listen to the album. What can again. I say? It did the, not. The, the it week. did not make me want to get freaky on a Friday night. Yeah, and that's your loss. It did not got what it Flume. Takes. Flume is, in my opinion, literally one of the most innovative artists if, in our generation. If I, I and I'm serious about that, I'm not kidding. If I did take a crap on it, then I I wouldn't now. I don't. You didn't. You didn't take a crap. Yeah. But I remember. I remember walking away. He took a crap. I remember. <laughs> I remember walking. Can we away. get away from this metaphor. <laughs> I remember walking away from that album, going, "Wow, that was disappointing." <laughs> that's like one of my favorite albums, and that just that was disappointing. But it happens. That's, that's how You're, the show goes. You just, I don't know. You wear your favorites like on your sleeve, and I guess I get them mixed up with 21 Pilots a little too much. So <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> I still wear that on my sleeve. No, too. I know, I know. But I don't know. <laughs> Blurry Shrek. I, I do like Flume. And Blurry I, Shrek. Yeah, I don't know. Did, Flume, did you like good. the new album? Did you listen to it yet? Uh, I didn't listen to it, but I heard Sirens, and I really liked that song. That, just yeah. the one single. So and you, and, and that song sounds the most like something that would be on Skin. Yeah. Mm, probably, probably, probably. It does to me. I, dude, um, you need to go watch his visualizers too. Really? For his mixtape in 2018, he did he did a full length visualizer, and same with the new album. And they are so sick. They yeah, are. yeah, no, I'm not even kidding. You're like not even the only Flume stan I know in my life telling me to do this. <laughs> but, dude, I'll check <laughs> it out. I'll check it out. Check it out. Yeah. Dude, you guys stop going to radio. Damon, I, Damon no I have a real question. How many weeaboos do you have in your life? Hopefully none. Uh, you know, I've actually lost a few over the years. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> they, heard his, they heard his... Not, uh, yeah. not even like intentionally. We just kind of drifted apart, I guess, but... It's a shame. That's because you wouldn't watch the anime that they were shoving into your face. I really, I really wouldn't. Yeah, like, no matter what. I've, o- I've only seen One Punch Man, and I can't make that up. Like you made that joke last week, and that's literally me. <laughs> it looks like my Marvel cartoons. <laughs> exactly. All right, Cody, what's your bop? It does. My bop is "When Sorrow Sang" by Blind Guardian. Dude, holy fetch! Blind Guardian. I haven't thought about okay, Blind Nightfall, Guardian since I was Nightfall seven. goes hard. The song Nightfall. Don't pregame. Oh. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. I see what's okay. going on. All right. I see what's going on. Um, I understand. That was like, literally, I picked that before last season even started. I was like, I've got these three. This is going to be next yeah, season. Right. And then the Porcupine Tree album came out. That was the only reason it got pushed back. But that is my second pick. That's what happens. Um, but yeah, great song. That was where my references to the Silmarillion came from today, because that album's a concept album based on the Silmarillion. So. <laughs> 
Aaron's wondering Dang. why he didn't try sci-fi. It would have been so much better. He would have reached a new audience. Hey, we just, couldn't have uh, the story of Baron and Luthien. Look, you guys, should we add a new tag to our stream that's just sci-fi? <laughs> <laughs> it's yes. just, We're a it's sci-fi just drums podcast. and sci-fi. <laughs> Unrelated to that, do we have a playlist already? Do we still I, make I'll create it yeah. tonight. Cool. There should be there should be a, a new tag that says Fall Guys and one that says sci-fi. We should put a Mogus on there too. Yeah. A Mogus. Sussy a Mogus. A Mogus. One Stop. of us. One of us is sus. This is what I get for not participating at all in the production or the marketing of this show. <laughs> is they just do what they want. I'm just yeah. gonna make our our profile picture just a Mogus. <laughs> <laughs> Please no, really take the Nitwick logo and throw it on the red Amogus. <laughs> oh <laughs> That'll be our season four logo. <laughs> season. Oh. And I'm gonna replace all your sister's animations with Amogus. Oh do you want to be the pink Amogus or the teal Amogus? I want to be the pink Amogus, obviously. We got the answer. We got the answer. That's all we wanted. This is cursed. All right, Damon. All Sometimes right. you must find a single spot of bass in the cringe. Sometimes. So my bop is a song called Cicada featuring Arca by Sega Bodega, and it's also a pregame, but it's a really good song. Nice. I, I can't believe you guys are doing this thing where you'll drop bops and now we're not allowed to say anything about them. It's the one, it's the one rule about the show. It's the one rule. Yeah, there's, there really are is. really no, no I, other rules. I, Aaron and I, like one of the first bands aside from Dream Theater we bonded over was Blind Guardian. Yep. Like probably day two of knowing each other. Yep. That's so sick. Wow. It actually is. Hey, uh, my bop is, was an Oliver Tree song, No Pregaming. I'm going to choose an album next season. That's <laughs> All right. Oh, that's no, crazy. No pregaming. What you want? No pregaming. No pregaming. All right. Oh, my gosh. We're, we're calling this a show. We're calling this <laughs> oh, a show. Oh, by the way, we won't be here next week. Bye. Oh, I know that now. <laughs> my fear is that one of these days we're going to get a comment on the show that's like, this was really a return to form, and, I'm, and I won't know what that means or how to replicate it. <laughs> See you next week. See you next week. See you next week. See you next week.